Welcome to the More Love Podcast, where we uncover the innate power held within each of us that's been withheld for thousands of years. This power is innately and rightly yours, but it's been hidden, lied about, and taken from you. So if you want your freedom and your power to create back, this podcast is for you. Hit subscribe, settle in, and enjoy. So today... I'm joined with Jen Petrie. Welcome, Jen, to the More Love podcast. Hi, Helen. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, um, we've known each other for a little while. This is like having an old friend on the podcast. But today we're, we're kind of leapfrogging off your Nourished Nucleus program that you're running at the moment, which is really neat. Yeah. But instead of talking about that, it'd be really nice to talk about how you came to be doing the program. So you were kind of doing all the right things in terms of diet and exercise and and the way you were living, but you still had some niggles, some things that just wouldn't let go. And that's that began your journey, being a a curious creature that you are. Actually, I don't know if I know many people more curious than you. (laughs) It's going to keep digging, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for those who don't know Jen, she is unstoppable. So tell us about how you started digging for an answer. I guess it's an interesting question, right, because I think like like many people, I grew up thinking that I was doing a lot of things that were healthy and good for me. And if you asked me, I would have said, yeah, I'm healthy. That's great. Um, and then I still had, though, through my 20s I had things that came up things that were niggling away I um, had intolerances that I couldn't get through and I got to the point where I had literally tried everything and um, I ended up having an endoscopy where they stick the camera down into your stomach and have a look and the gastroenterologist said to me like I've never seen anything like it your stomach just looks shredded and I was like what do you mean like okay well what do we do to fix it and she's like oh there's nothing we can there's nothing you can do to fix it this is just the way it is and there was something in me just this knowing I don't know how to sort of put it into words there was just this knowing that like well that's not right like that's not true there's something else so I sort of and I had tried like everything at that point I thought I had and when I became open to the, okay, well, I don't know what it is, that's when opportunities turn up, people turn up, things turn up. And it became very apparent to me relatively quickly that what I thought was healthy and what I was doing was actually not. <laughs> so at that point, um, the first thing that, I, and I, I did it gradually, right? I was one of the biggest carnivals most people had ever met. Oh, um, I think we could I, have given you a run for your money there. <laughs> Right. So I just started gradually changing bits and pieces and someone turned up. She was, um, I think she was a naturopathic physician. They have them in the, in the States. Um, she was in Australia and she said, have you tried to do a detox? And I was like, no, but you know, all this very woo woo stuff. Um, but I've tried everything else. So like, what have I got to lose? And I did it for two to three weeks. It's not, um, I wouldn't recommend that particular thing to people right now. But I did it for two to three weeks. And at the end of that, I could literally eat or drink anything. Like wheat bix, which I, in my life I have never been able to eat more than two wheat bix because I just, it's just something about the wheat bix. I could eat 14 of them in one sitting and I was fine. Um, 
I know it sounds really obvious, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> it was it was a test to see if the gluten was an issue, right? But I could do I could do that and eat it. And it was at that point that I realized what I was putting into my body was affecting what was happening. So I started changing different things along the way, and I didn't know where I was going to end up. And along that journey, I gradually gave up or, or substituted one thing for another. Um, and more and more information came to light as to why different things were to go, and I ended up becoming vegan so I'd, I'd been that way and living that space you know curious creature that I am um, mm-hmm. for a number of years I felt I felt better um, within that that period of time I'd also gone through a space where I had done juice cleanse and fasts and I just wanted to take it to the next level with the physical sort of stuff um, so I did water fast for 30 days only water a bit of salt not something that I recommend people just dive into you need to be prepared for it but certainly a level of cleansing and detoxing so I did that and then I got to the point a few years after this where I felt great and I felt better than ever before I had more energy um and I realized after about a week because I was starting to lean in and just be kinder to myself I realized there was a week sort of over that Christmas, early January period, where I hadn't gotten out of bed for a week. And there was something in that that I was like, hang on a minute. And a lot of people said to me, you're the healthiest person I know. How's this happened to you? And for me, it was there's something bigger going on. There's something like I wouldn't have lasted that long had I not changed the food and the diet and, and that sort of thing. But there was something bigger going on. And that's when I realized that there was this bigger sort of soul crisis in terms of what's there and that it is really a physical, mental, emotional um, and spiritual journey in terms of doing that. And we need to use all of them together rather than separately. So I um, look, all I could do was surrender. Mm. That's all I could do when you can't, when, you know, all you can do is get out of bed to go to the bathroom once a day and that's a big day. That's (laughs) all you can do. I think, um, but I think it really typifies where we're at in society. Not that you typify society, but we live in a materially orientated world, don't we? Yeah. So, of course, yeah. we're going to start the journey with the material stuff, which is our food, our lifestyle, the physical body, um, you know, and how we're managing and connecting those things. And then eventually we get just encouraged, maybe you could call it pushed, to go that next level. Yeah, well, I think we get nudges along the way, right? And if we listen to the nudges, and this is this is something that I I talk about within um, the the Nourish Tuplers program, right? We get nudges. The universe is talking to us. It's like, hey, little tap on the shoulder. Hey, uh, just wondering. And if we listen, awesome, right? We go, yep, shift the gear and up we go. And if we don't, like it starts tapping us a bit harder. And it's like, hey, like I'm really trying to get your attention here, and if we keep going, it just ends up slapping us over the face or over the head before we're like, okay, I get it. Something's not right here. And then, you know, we're sort of forced into that change. Either that, I, I find it's either two places. There's either like we've been slapped over the head or it's people know someone very close to them, a parent, a child or something that's been very unwell and they've sort of got to that point on the journey as well where it's like something about that wasn't right um and I don't want to go down that path and it's it's interesting the level of um 
I don't know if it's healthiness or that people think they have because most people would say, oh, no, I'm healthy, right? I don't, I don't smoke or I don't drink that much. But when we think about 60 years ago, like that stuff was normal. And there's the level to which that affects us, right? We know that the, the smoking isn't great. We know that. Um, but then there's other levels of things that we've been conditioned are okay and aren't. And it's sort of a matter of being able to question. You mean to say those necess- jelly snakes I was addicted to all those years ago and those golden gay times in the freezer at the service station really weren't good for me? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> but it's interesting you say that because the first thing that I gave up, this is before I think I even started like changing the food thing, was um, I was at a and I was at an event I was working with um, a friend who he is, so he was vegan at the time. I definitely wasn't. And he <laughs> wouldn't eat juby lollies. And I was like, oh, it's a juby lolly. I'll have one of those. And I said to him, you know, being a bit facetious, I said to him, oh, what, are you not going to have that because it's vegan, because it's got meat in it? And he stopped and he looked at me and he said, do you really want me to answer that question? And as you said, I'm a curious person. I like to know the answer to these things. I was of like, course, yeah, I do. she like, wanted the answer. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, I would. I'd like to hear the answer. And he said, do you know where gelatin comes from? And I was, I think I was in my late 20s at the time. I was just like, it's a food thing. You just put it in food. And I was like, no, where does gelatin come from? And when he told me, I, I swear I was off juby lollies like that. It was the easiest thing to flip a switch and be like, I'm just not. And I can tell you, I have never had another one since, but I kept eating and it was maybe about 12 months later, I was eating um, with a group of people having toasted marshmallows and one of them wasn't having it. And someone said to him, why are you not having the toasted marshmallow? And the penny just dropped in my head as to why, because the same thing in the Juby lollies, right, is in the marshmallows. And I just had this, I was like, please don't ask that question. Can you guys just, I had a marshmallow in my mouth. I was just like, this is the, like, this is the last marshmallow I'm going to eat, isn't it? And he just nodded because he obviously realized that the penny had dropped for me. So I think sometimes it's a matter of like, not that I have to be wrong or not that there has to be another way, but like, what if this was true? What if there was another way? Because when we come from that space of curiosity, then things can turn up as opposed to, no, it's not this. And then sometimes when we lean in and listen, we discover things that we sort of hadn't put two and two together, even if we knew. And I, I know for me, when I, you know, went vegetarian and, and then went vegan, the, this lightning bolt went on in my head where I used to be a landscape architect and I wasn't sort of a chain myself to a tree greenie, but I was certainly very concerned about the environment and sustainability and I still am. But I had this like, oh, my gosh, I and, you know, I know a lot of other people in that field, environmental scientists and things, who are very passionate about the environment and we should look after it. But yet, like, what are we doing with the animals in terms of the grazing, the pastures and what the effect that that's having on things? So it was really... And our consumer choices. Yeah, and a lot of pieces of the puzzle sort of came together and landed together. And that was really... um, that's been really helpful to apply to other situations for me as well. So if I just come from this, like, well, what if this was true? Let's just see what happens. I don't have to believe it at the end of the day. Um, but it, it has opened up a lot of doors for me. And I've there's other people I know as well that I've said to them, you know, read this book or think about this, but just can you just sit with the, like, what if this was true? And a lot of people come back and said, do you know what? That was a massive help because 
I stopped judging everything. I didn't have to agree with it. I could just be curious. What if this is true? And then get to the end and go, you know what? I actually don't agree with 100%, but actually I agree with 95% of this. So it gives us an opportunity for different different things to turn up. So, Mm. yeah, it's, yeah. So doubling back a little bit to what you were saying earlier about there's two things that give people a little push. We can either sort of get slapped around the head a bit. Um, or we can be incredibly curious, I think was your second, yeah. although I'm not 100% sure I've got the second one right. But I'd like to add in a third. Yeah. You know, some people have this really deep yearning to know love yeah. and to know who they really are. And that that yearning can push us too, I think. I just wanted to add that in for any listeners who might sort of think, oh, well, I'm not one or two, but, you know, sometimes I, we... I think it's... I think it's very true because, and, and this, they're interlinked together as well. Mm. Because when we've got that real, like we can really surrender and lean into that, like I just want to feel this deep inner knowing, this deep love, and there's something there. That when we start using that and taking care of it, nourishing ourselves physically, it's like we deep dive into it because they go together. And it, because it's all, energy and interrelated right when the when we're in the love vibration we give ourselves more loving things and it makes us feel better and we feel more loving it's intertwined together and I Mm. think that's a really beautiful part of being able to pull it all together is that there is this like looking after myself and yes that's about time and space but it's in stuff that we do moment to moment like how many times a day do you you know we're talking about the moment what we eat how many times a day do you eat something (laughs) you know um but we're doing it so often and we can use that as an opportunity to be able to lean in and be like okay I'm focusing on the like diving deeper into myself and the self-love and where do I start and I think you know we start different places for different people we get to different places through different paths but I absolutely agree with what you say I think it's definitely a matter of there can be this inner yearning and sometimes we start there and we go along different paths and then you know again we all do different paths because we're all unique so now we've we actually were going to talk about something that I really want to talk about so here we are what are some of the signs that we're on the right track so if we've done some work Ah. we're going to skip the work part so we've come from we've had the nudge into sort of expanding our understanding of ourselves we're going to skip We've expanded miraculously just in this second. And now we're, yeah, poof, wouldn't that be great? Um, and now we're enjoying sort of a, we're enjoying receiving the signs. And so I'd like to talk about what kind of signs that people get. Um, yeah. And then I'd love also to hear your points of view on how you listen or the art of listening. Mm, okay feel free to come back and remind me about that if you need to so (laughs) I I love it right what are the signs and it's it's perfect because it's a bit like I spoke about when we're open and we're curious and we're like well what if this is true as opposed to and I and I touched on it briefly when I was speaking about this lady turned up who was a naturopathic physician and said you know have you have you done the detox before? And I was like, no, if you, I know why she turned, you know, you're into, I'm in two minds. Like where was she 10 years ago? And why, like she's here now. And I, I know that she turned up then and there could have been people before that I didn't see in here because I was open 
to seeing and hearing and listening to her. So when we come from that place of curiosity, people and situations turn up and it's whether we click and we lean into them and say, oh, where is this going? Like, this is interesting. And like being able to feel into it if you're and it's like when we walk into a room right if you walk into a room and there's a great conversation and something awesome's just happened you walk in and you're like what just happened in here like what's exciting yeah right there's this energy and this vibration and and everyone's like oh my gosh this happened that happened and by the same token if you walk into a room and someone's like a bombshell's just been dropped or something bad's happened and it's just this like you again you walk in and you're like just happened you can feel that what's there and it's the same thing when opportunities turn up right like if it if you're getting this like something's not right don't trust it don't follow it maybe it's just a little maybe it's a sign of something not to do right the awareness of that but when it's there and you can just be curious you can just start leaning in and then go oh okay this is great do I need to dive deeper or oh no I don't just follow the path you don't have to know what the answer is at the end. You just pick up one breadcrumb and then the next. If you said to me, I'll tell you this, if you said to me, um, say 12 years ago, right, when we went to Antarctica, I don't know, we laugh about this now, like, oh, my gosh, imagine if we all ate the way we eat now because a few other people have shifted as well. You know, the chefs would have been like, you know, you're crazy. But if you'd said to me then, <laughs> you know, in five years' time or, or in um, 12 years' time, you know, we're talking about now, you will be a plant-based vegan, I would have laughed very facetiously in your face. I would have put... Facetiously even. Okay, no, <laughs> I would have... I would have put a lot of money on the fact, like millions of dollars, that that would never be me. And yet I just kept picking up one thing and then trying this and then, okay, okay, well, there is something in what I'm eating. Okay, well, what is that, right? Then to pick up the next stuff. So sometimes the signs that do this and sometimes it's just, okay, we'll just do this one and then do the next one and see what happens. And I think when we trust that from a certain place, it's synchronicity, right? And there's um, people like, um, is it James Is it James Redfield, I think, talks about, he talks about synchronicity with different things. And honestly, it's taken me a while to get here, but I finally realised that the universe is always trying to conspire to help us, right? It's yeah. either showing us what's working or what's not. And when we just trust, then the right things happen and the right things turn up. And I know, I know recently... Um, when you were in Sydney, right, and we caught up and it was pouring rain, right, completely bucketing down, pouring rain. Would I have gone outside? No, I would have waited for another day. Pouring rain, you want to go to the ocean pool, right? I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, don't, I really don't want to go to the ocean pool. It's pouring rain. We don't normally go, no, but Helen really wants to go. She's never been in one. I know where to go. I know where we're going. I know what we're doing, right? So I just went prepared. We'd like to blend into adventures. Um, let's just go with it, right? So we went and it was pouring rain um, and we went and we got in. And I will tell you, I have never been in water that is that warm in Sydney ever. It was bucketing down rain. The pool had been cleaned that morning. It's an ocean pool. It's all rocks, but they do clean it out um, every week or every fortnight. And it was just amazing, right? And when you trust and follow that, things just turn up and they happen right and we just got to be in this like this is just amazing and it feels so great and then we realized it was like two 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 like when we just trust it then the opportunities happen and they show up and 
when you think about, you know, the synchronicities and the things in numbers, there's so many signs and things. When we just lean in and trust, things happen. And I can tell you, I've been back and forth since. And it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that, right? There were, it was still overcast and raining, but the pool wasn't clean, as opposed to, I think there were a couple of other people in there when we were there, but not many, one or two. But there was, you know, two dozen people in there. And it's just, you just got to trust that you're in the right place at the right time and lean into signs rather than, oh, well, that's just a coincidence. Well, what if you lean into like, what if it's not a coincidence? What does it mean? And I've so many times in the last, um, and actually you're someone that happens with quite often, right? You've just got like know, witchy vibes or something. You're like, hey, <laughs> um, just wondering. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. Like, I literally flew into the state, right? And you're like, I'm just wondering, are you here yet? I'm in the airport. <laughs> like, you know, the synchronicity of things, when we think a thing and we follow through with it rather than delaying it, that happens. So there's leaning in and trusting, seeing the signs, and sometimes the signs come through other people. Other people will say things, right? Sometimes it's interesting, right, when sometimes when I'm um, coaching or doing strategy, mentoring with people, something will come through that for them we're talking about something, right, it's all focused on them and this is over here. And afterwards I'll be like, oh, yeah, I can take that off for me too, right? There's that level of trusting where it will come through and sometimes it's a complete stranger people just someone will say something or do something and we don't necessarily know it's not expected it's not a forced outcome so I think I think the signs can come in so many different ways it can I just, think you know the key word was forced wasn't it and and you know along with what you've been saying prior to that when we our, our mind will try and force things yeah, you know that wonderful book, uh, "Force Versus Power" by David yeah. Hawkins. Yes, Hawkins. <laughs> I was having Trust to look me. at the bookshelf. Trust me, I know what it is. Yeah, uh, he was talking about the power of the universe, essentially, or the power of source energy, yeah. or the power of God, all depending on which language you most prefer. Yeah, versus the force, force of the mind. You know, forcing yourself to get something done, forcing an outcome, forcing control, forcing. Um, attachment to something or or the way things should be one thing I find really interesting when you're talking about power versus force right is is people that post on social media and people that are in uh, I'll say in business but whether they're influencers or in business or, or whatever they're doing if people post from this oh, I have to post or I need something and I need people to respond and to like and whatever or it's on my to-do list and they just whack something up you, I see those people and they're so frustrated about like, why aren't I getting the interaction? Someone else is getting a post and someone else may be doing the same thing and maybe getting a different reach for different reasons, right? But it's because there's no passion behind it. There's no energy. It's this forced just, I oh, will just do this and it's done as opposed to this, okay, well, I have an intention to post today. Then yes, that might be part of your overall strategy. That's awesome. But what do people need to hear from me? Or what's the energy that I'm sending out? Or you know, what am I curious about today? What can I share? And when you write something that comes from your oh, heart, touched inside, me today. Yeah, exactly. When it's uh, when it's something that's just within, not this like, okay, so um, the first two sentences need to say this and then this, and then it needs to be this, completely different energy. If you write something, it connects with people and it's a, such a different place, but it's a really good example of 
again, watching and listening what pe- what happens with people and the response that people get in terms of what's going on in the flow. Um, so I just wanted to add that in there. Popped into how my head, you, felt I should say it. How do you feel energy? Everyone feels energy differently. It's always a really interesting question to ask. So if something is suggesting to you uh, not to do it or not to go there or that it's not a an idea aligned with where you are right now, how does that feel versus how does something feel when you're in the flow, in the zone, as people say, and, you know, riding the gen energy? I think it's that's an interesting question. And I think there's two there's two parts to it because one sometimes we're in the flow of things as they happen and it, there's either at this for me, like I'll get this buzzing in my heart or it just feels good, just go with it. And all this in my throat and this constriction that's just like, just don't do it. Like you can't, you can't do it. Um, sometimes actually I will get really um drained out and exhausted and just be like, why can't I function? I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm trying to force this thing and not do it. And the other thing is sometimes I will tap in a bit like um, the kinesiologists do and ask my body, like, give, show me a yes, show me a no. Like, what's a yes, what's a no? Okay, this is the question. Yep, this is feeling yes, this is feeling no. Mm, not sure about this at this point in time. Let's let's delay that for what's there. So it really is uh, the more present and aware we are, I guess, and this is this is part of why I talk about presentness and mindfulness and being aware it's not about being perfect but the more we can lean into that and we notice it once and then we go oh yeah okay oh yep I know said again it's otherwise we end up and I know we've all had these experiences right where something happens and we go I knew I shouldn't have done that I knew it or I knew I should have done that it's one you know we've had those experiences where we didn't trust that inner knowing and I think sometimes it helps to be out I know initially for me when I started being more conscious and listening more in being more present in things it helped more to look back and say I'm like this happened and I knew that was going to happen and I took the action and it did or I knew that was going to happen but I didn't take the action and then the next time I feel like there's just something in me and I don't know why but I just know this is going to happen just lean in trust go with it and then the universe can meet you part way because it's trying to help you but if you're standing back going oh I don't want this and I can't do that and yes sometimes it's appropriate to say no but if we're saying no to everything and we're not willing to test and try things or and and it's a bit like goals right people have a goal I'm all for goals and desires that's awesome have the big thing that you want but if you want it from a space of lack you have this resistance and if you have the I have to get there by doing these 10 steps one after the other you're missing the magic (laughs) so yes take the first step but then you might have 10 steps and the universe might show up in step three and be like you don't need those here do this done so it's a trust but it's a it's this for me it's a feeling it's a feeling inside of me that I get uh and it's a it's like building a muscle you got to trust it. We all feel it differently. That's why it's such an interesting question. The beautiful thing in your um, description, though, was the contraction and expansion because yeah. heart energy and um, pure positive love energy, source energy, the universe, God, is an expansive energy. It's expansive. It's inclusive. It's just oh so beautiful. Um, and 
the you know when we're living from the mind energy or that restricted energy your words were I feel constricted around the throat area or in my upper yeah. chest and yeah. it is it is an absolute constriction you know if if you're just starting to listen if you're listening to this podcast and you're just starting to learn to listen go for the can I feel expansion or ex- contraction and build from there so everyone all of us feel it differently but it will always be an expansion and contraction. Yeah, I think what's great about what you just said as well, if you start in this journey, and particularly because when I started this journey, and it's interesting you say, right, you're very curious, Jen. Yes, I know. But <laughs> I was very heady, right? Yeah. And there's um, a part of that is is ingrained stuff. That's who I am. I'm a curious, um, you know, there's different numerology and things, and, and it is very thought-orientated. But that was also a lot of my conditioning, right? A lot of my conditioning was think this, do this, all in the mind. So I would try more so to think my way out of something because I'd been taught to think my way out of something, not to trust what was inside of me. And part of it is having to go, or for me, it was having to go back and be like, no, when I was a kid and I just like, I trusted myself, right? So I think part of the lesson is when we're feeling like, why aren't I getting there? It's not working. Like just drop into your heart, just sit in your heart energy. And when you sit there, then the mind can sort of drain and empty and it doesn't have to be thinking all the time, right? And a bit like, you know, I know some people are very, I could never meditate. And like, I'll tell you, the first time I sat down in a class, people said to me, are you okay? What's wrong with you? It's like you're asking someone who doesn't stop to sit, not do anything. Of course, I'm going to fidget and move. But it, it can be walking. It can be just sit, like go into the heart energy and just be. There's nothing to do just with human beings, not human doings, right? So I think just dropping into that space um, can really help in terms of that, just starting to connect back to yourself. And then, again, we, we get the signs. We see, hear, feel, touch, different senses, and then we can um, lean into it from there. So having talked about learning, um, being a learner, you know, and up in the mind, I was pretty much exactly the same. But it's a good opportunity now to flick and talk about the contrast, you know, when we're not living in our heart space, when we don't know how to connect to our true sense of being. What's Mm. that like? Now, there's a couple of... um, It's really frustrating. (laughs) uh, ...qualifiers on this part of the conversation because one... The time of learning has passed, but many of us still need that contrast to flip us over into the great awakening, I guess. So what might we be feeling, Jen, if we're not in our heart space? If we're not in our heart space. Oh, gosh. I guess that's part of, that's a lot of what I just spoke about, right? If you're so in your head, if you're so, you feel exhausted, you feel energetically like you've got a big overcoat on, right? A bit like you said, we all like a lead overcoat, isn't it? It's so yeah, totally. burdening, it's so heavy. Or we <laughs> we're really frustrated with ourselves, right? I um worked in one of the big four banks for uh for a short period of time, and I remember going in there, and there would be people who got paid a lot of money and they hated their jobs, and I was like, why do you stay then? Go and do something you enjoy. I could never make this much money. It's like, but you didn't always earn this much money. At some point, you earn less. Are you going to come here hating what you do every day, right? Which 
it's them building that momentum of the more hate and you're attracting more of that. Or just go do something. If you don't do something you love and enjoy from the heart, it will always work out. So I think that when it's not, that's the frustration. That's when, and it can look different for different people, right? Quite often we see people who are highly successful and we might term that by materialistic wealth sort of sense. They'll be highly successful, but to them, they're not. And it's this, it's this inner missing of the, the heart, the self-love space. And for them, it's just an emptiness. So it can show up differently for different people, but I don't, unless you're a highly enlightened person, you know, a monk sitting in Tibet doing something, I think there, and, and I imagine they still get these feelings too where things pop in their minds and I'm not enough or I'm not, you know, the stories that come up. And then it's no, it's making the choice, like I'm choosing, like, yeah, I am enough. Well, you know what? I'm choosing not to do this anymore. I'm choosing to change the path that I'm on. and that can be a totally scary place to come from. But when I look at, you know, we're talking about my health journey earlier. When I look at that, if I didn't make that change, I probably wouldn't be here right now. And we can make that change at any point along the way. You know, you see those posts that people share on this happened to someone at a certain age. You know, I think Colonel Sanders was, I don't know, 60 or 70 when he made KFC right? Massively, highly successful thing. But there was something in him that was like, I just have to do this. The age doesn't matter. When we, and I just think like how wonderful would it be to be in a world where we all just did what we loved and were passionate about? It would be such a beautiful place. And this is one reason, you know, I talk about leading yourself and um, Robin Sharma has written a great book. I don't know if you've, if you've ever read it, but the book called A Leader With No Title. And it talks about, it's such a great book, whether you're whether you're an adult, whether there's teens or that sort of thing that are leaning into this space, but it talks about just doing what you do with love. Like people can be doing seemingly mundane things and one of the characters in there is, the, I think she's a um, maid at a hotel and she, people are like, but don't you hate what you do? And she's like, I love it. I get to come in and make the space beautiful for people and people come in and they feel relaxed and I get that's what I get to contribute to. And I just think how wonderful would it be if we all came from that place and most of us have been conditioned not to do this and not to do that, not to whatever. And until we start to, I guess the first part is to believe that there could be another way, then we can the cracks start to turn up and we can start to see another way. But we have to trust that and that's, also, I think why it's important for those of us who are on the journey to share about it because we're further ahead than someone else. Someone's further ahead than us. And when we can see what's there, we know like, okay, if that was possible for that person, that's possible for me. So that sounds, that sounds like good. a very, it's an awesome book. I highly recommend it. It's a really, I mean, it's one of those, you know, he writes in a very fably sort of way, um, but it's just a story that you read. I've read it a number of times because I, when I read it, I get to the space of it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's where you're coming from in doing that. And you get to, you get to choose that. And that's, you know, that's what I talk about. You get to choose again and again. You choose. And stuff will happen that you stuff up or you miss it or you eat the wrong thing and it's like, well, do I just throw the baby out with the bathwater or do I just, like, that was a blip. I know, man. If I had to throw the baby out with the bathwater with every blip, oh, my gosh, I blip daily. But it's a learning. 
it's don't a worry learning about ride. the blips. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a learning, right? Because we get to choose whether it's a blip or whether it's a mountain and it's yeah. going to stop us and it's sort of a dead end and we turn around and we go back. And there's a learning in that. You know, as a kid or a teenager, how many times did you not do something or as an adult because you thought about, oh, my gosh, what are the consequences? And gradually you learn, oh, that's like it's not such a big deal. I did a, a masterclass recently and, oh, it was I was talking about um, becoming energised and it was from, ex- from exhausted to energised and expired and I turned up on the first day and had a massive cold sore on my face. And I literally, I I said to people, I could have not done this. I could have made up every excuse in the book as to why we can't do it. We have to postpone it. Or I could be like, I've got two coleslaws on my face and it's not great, but they're there and let's just go with it. And there's part of being able to share that that had other people go, one, I didn't notice, or two, I saw that, but I didn't worry about it. I'm like, exactly. We get in our own heads about it and it's just we choose, right? whether it's the blip or whether it's the dead end or the mountain or we get to choose that. So choose wisely (laughs) and be kind to yourself, right? So you were talking about passion just before, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we all lived in our heart space and and followed our passion? Yeah. I think there's a, a slight trap in passion in that we can start following our passion and then migrate back up into our heads and suddenly we become very driven to make this passion yeah. work. And I call it passion without compassion. Yeah. It's on my blog. But I just thought it's, it's um, you know, to me, when we move into the heart space down from the head or we, or we align the head and the heart, which is actually a more accurate way to say it, we, yeah. it's, it's not like we do it once. And then we're following our passion and and life is roses. Unfortunately. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's a a repeating choice, isn't it? I call them micro-commitments. A little commitment followed by a little commitment, tiny, weeny little commitment, tiny, weeny little. They all seem totally and completely insignificant, but they add up into something that's life-changing. Absolutely. And I guess a good example of that that's quite tangible for people to see is anyone who decides they're going to exercise knows the first and second day you start a new exercise thing it is horrible right so so I'm a swimmer I know you are as well and I don't swim during winter but I know the first time I get back in in summer I hate it it is horrible it feels horrible I feel heavy it's hard and I just don't like it but I do it because I know If I keep doing it and I do it, by the time I get to the third or fourth day, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel into this now. I've tr- and it, But you keep choosing, right? I keep making the choice because I know at the end I, I end up where I want to be. But it's just that choice again and again and it gets easier to lean into, but it is choosing it again and again for what's there. And I, I, I use examples like that that are easy for myself when I'm like, do I want to choose this? Well, what's the outcome you want? Do you want that outcome? keep choosing but I think those micro commitments are really important because they do they add up to the big things Um, but we've got to just start with the little things and then we end up the add up makes a huge difference it kind of reminds me of you talking about your first meditation so years ago in my journey which I won't share now but just this tiny little part so Eckhart Tolle was um a saviour for me in many ways and I would put him on in the car 
on a CD. <laughs> um, old, in the olden days? Yeah, in the olden days. Let's not go back to tapes, but anyway, <laughs> just the CDs. Um, and I clearly rem- he was he saved me going to work and coming home from work. Anyway, yeah, I clearly remember him saying, "If you don't like meditation, don't worry about it. Just take a moment here and a moment there and a moment, yeah. just like you said, Jen." And they all add up. He said they're cumulative. It's not yeah. a once-off. I remember thinking, "Really? That's yeah. awesome." And it just, it, <laughs> I could just do two seconds and then another two seconds yeah. in an hour's time and yep. eventually I'll get a minute. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And yeah. that, that is how I started meditating. He changed yep. my life with that one idea. Yeah. And I think it, that it's never left me, that, that whole idea that this is a journey. It's, a, it's the micro-commitments. And it brings us really nicely to the last thing that we were going to talk about, which is balance. So your final yeah. words, Jen, on balance, which is essentially what we're talking about, but you might have some lasting wisdom for us. <laughs> of no course, pressure. Of course, always, always. I know, exactly. No pressure, right? So balance is a really interesting thing, I think, because ultimately that's what we're all striving for in life, right? Or, or maybe we're not striving for the balance, but it's part of what we want in living and feeling fulfilled in life is having this balance. And I don't think it's a matter of breaking it down and going, okay, well, there's 10 different compartments and I've got this family and I've got this work and it's like everything has to be 10%. I don't think it's about that because that's going to feel very differently for all of us for different things and we're going to lean into things. So I think balance is more about like we've been speaking about, feeling into things and what what do I feel like I need to be doing now? Great, go and do that. What do I feel like I need to be doing later? What do I feel like would be helpful to, to step in and do? And the other perspective to balance, which I think is really important and it's certainly something that, that I talk about in a lot of things, is this, this idea of, action and then space right whether it's passive it's a bit of the masculine feminine energy right the masculine's the, the heady the forcing sort of yes so there's certain things we need to take action but there's also that very feminine feeling and um i guess it's important just to identify at the moment just for people who aren't aware that that masculine we everyone whether you're male or female gender or, or you identify something else, we all have masculine and feminine energy and we all work with them. It's it's not, you know, if you're a male, you have only have masculine. If you're feminine, you only have feminine energy. We have them and it's this balance. And I think it's really important to look at all of life this way, right? If we're doing, we were talking about meditation and space before and just, you know, how many times you get in the shower and you're like, oh, I've got this great idea because the mind's like, oh my gosh, the space. I don't have to think about something, right? But then there's times where you're like, okay, I need to think of a strategy or now I need to think about this. So it needs to be doing things. It's why we talk about Alzheimer's and things and people need to be doing crosswords or Sudokus or something to activate their minds. And I think it's the same thing with, you know, with the food thing as well. Like, yes, there's certain things that I have to go and do and then like what just feels right? So I'd like it doesn't have to be a like just the space so for me the balance is really this this really lovely flow and when we're kind to ourselves and 
you know, we're on this journey as opposed to like picking up our backpack and like, let's get as quickly as we can to the top of this hill, <laughs> right? We're not going to get there any quicker. We may as well enjoy the journey and we may as well accept that we're growing and evolving on the journey. And when we come from that space of like, you know what, I really want to enjoy the journey and I'm aware that I'm learning things as we go, it's a completely different space. And then balance becomes what do I feel like I need to do now? So it ties back into that, as you were talking about before, that heart energy and that feeling like, what is it? And sometimes, you know, there's response, we have responsibilities, we have to go to work or we have to, you know, we have children or small people or elderly people that we're responsible for them, right? So there's times where we do have to do that and take action. And again, that's part of the journey and it's a choice because, we always have the choice and we're even, I, I know that you know, morally, yes, we have to do that, but there's people who don't for whatever reason. So it comes back to being the choice and are you going to choose it from like, I'm enjoying it and I'm going to enjoy it. And now I'm just having time for this. And now I'm just going to have time for that. Now I'm going to balance, you know, I'm going to balance doing food prep one day a week or one afternoon a week so that I can just go in and that's easy and it supports me into flowing like, oh, I feel like this now and I don't have to put that energy. So it's working those masculine, feminine, active, passive, whatever, those sort of energies I think are where it is for me rather than balance in a 50-50 compartmentalised space. Yeah, I really like how you point out we can't compartmentalise our life because we just have to be authentic in every aspect of our life. Yeah. Yeah. But before I um, head down that path, because we have a track record for talking for long periods of time and uh, not everyone has that much time to listen to a podcast. So I just wanted to wrap up by um, the words that came to me just before that I think really sum up what you're all about, Jen, is curiosity. Of course, I couldn't leave that one out. Yeah. <laughs> Acceptance yeah. and feeling, feeling into mm-hmm. where we're at, where each of us is at, and listening, listening mm. for the signs. It's been a really I'll nice conversation. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are all of those. Yeah. We didn't deep dive into Nourished Nucleus, but I really think that our conversation embodies a lot of what you're including in Nourished Nucleus. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'll have the links on the show notes page, your socials, your website, the program. Yeah, if people want to come join us, they're more than welcome. Thank you for having me to have a conversation. It's been great to be able to come from different perspectives and look at things in different ways and be able to bring it all back to the to the heart space um i hope people have enjoyed listening to our conversation thanks for coming jen on the more love podcast well that's it for this episode of the more love podcast please tell someone else who wants their power back about the more love podcast they'll be forever grateful that you've helped them reclaim their true state of being until we join together again i wish you all the blessings that wholeheartedness brings bye for now